I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And this is the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. I'm so glad we're back to coming at we're you. Back I at missed you. that one. Man, we had a little bit of hate yesterday, but we're back to the love today. <laughs> I love we're it. back to coming at you. And actually, we're back to something, kind of back to our podcast roots, because right now, where am I sitting? At the piano. I'm sitting at, at the at piano. At the mighty Steinway. Hello. Hello. That's right. Right where we started. Um, yeah, well, we thought a little bit of piano might be in order because we have a great question from one of our listeners, uh, Ben Hogg, H-O-G-G. Not sure where he's from, but he, um, what's up, Ben? Uh, thanks for writing in on the You'll Hear It page. And what he said was, big fan of the podcast. You guys are doing something really unique. I have a question, all caps. I like that. See, that's a man who wants an answer. That's right. Um, one thing I've always struggled with is ending tunes. It seems like a very important part of playing that sometimes gets overlooked in jazz education. I was wondering if you could make a seven ways to end a tune. If there even is seven, haha, thanks a lot. Um, absolutely, there's seven. There's probably 777. Oh yeah, at <laughs> least, yeah. Which is really, I mean, a, a reason, yeah, we'll definitely give you seven because you know we love the sevens, but um, <clears throat> let's remember, you know, I, I think a big problem with ending tunes, and I'm kind of assuming Ben is a pianist or is thinking, you, you know, a lot of times the piano, either for solo piano for sure, but even with the group, the piano kind of leads things, or maybe the bass, yeah. um, in terms of how the tune's going to end, like especially a standard tune if it doesn't have a typical ending. Or even if it does have a typical ending, let's think about some variations, because there's so many ways, way more than seven, to end a tune that we don't need to always go to the typical ones. We're going to go through some typical ones. Maybe sure. we can even throw in a few kind of unusual ones, too, so there's some nice options. We'll throw in some cool ones at the end, yeah. for sure. But don't be afraid. Like What I like to do is really try to be open to the moment, uh, especially for certain types of standards that are, can end in many different ways. And so it doesn't mean that you have to just do something atypical just to do it. You always want to do what's going to kind of fit in the situation. So it depends on how you've played the tune up to that point, kind of how you would want it. Like if you've played it very traditionally, um, there's probably two main ways to look at it. You kind of end it traditionally or you end it with a little bit of surprise and irony, but that has to fit in with your arrangement. And like everything that's typical, even the traditional typical endings or, or anything that's typical has variations, right, that can make it interesting sure. or surprising. Absolutely. And so we'll, we'll kind of throw some of those in too. Let's throw them in. All right. Okay, so for the first, we were talking about what, um, well, why don't you go ahead and demonstrate the first one. So the first one is this uh, uh, New Orleans ending. kind of describe what what those chords are so uh this is a, a it's and with a lot of these endings there are a lot of like sort of logical stepwise harmonic progressions that really yep. help your listener get to the ground yeah right that's where you want to go you, you want to make a firm period on the end of your song that's right and so a lot of these endings help you to do that and this one is basically a series of dominant chords you yep. know if you if you break it down but i'm, I'm in the key of f here so i'm starting with f7 and then I have F on top on this voicing. Uh, my voicing that I'm playing right now is E flat, A, C, F. And I keep that F on top the entire way, and I just move everything else down by half steps. So now I have D, A flat, B, F, right? So this is a D diminished chord. And then I move, again, those bottom three notes down by half steps. And now I have basically a B flat minor six chord. And then I just finish on F. Yep. 
Yeah, I just meant give him the general chorus. You can give him the, uh, every single note oh, you play. Oh, I was going That's in. Too, I was going man. in. So again, it sounds like this. <laughs> and then I'm just doing a little half step. Yep. Slide there. But what's great about this is, you know, it sounds really, really cool in different inversions. Like that. You know, there's... there's varying ways you can use this very typical progression. Yeah, no, it's a great sound. And even if it's not a New Orleans tune, I love kind of throwing this on the end to get, kind of give it that flavor. Even if people don't know, even if it's just kind of like a little thing in the back of their mind, like a little New Orleans kind of roots of the music. Absolutely. And I think, you know, to your point, as, as far as bringing it, grounding things, the ending, it's almost like, you know, you've arrived at your destination. Thank you for flying Delta Airlines. And, and here you are. Like, everybody knows yeah. you're at the end, or maybe they don't, and they no. need to be told. If you're hearing this, right? Like, if you're... Yeah, it's like, check, please. <laughs> or, I'm leaving before the check comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're at the end. Yeah, Good stuff. All right, so for number two of our seven ways to end the tune, um, we've got what we call the tag ending. Can, yeah, yeah. You, can you demo that, Adam, please? Yeah, you can you can really uh, tag forever yeah, if you yeah. want to. So great examples on um, My Funny Valentine mm -hmm. and four and more Miles Davis mm -hmm. of some great tag endings. Very extended. I mean, like three, four minute long. Yeah, yeah. If I were a bell, if I yeah, yeah. It actually becomes part of the form where they're soloing in the cue the tag. Yeah, yeah. And so tags are great, and though tags are great for uh, when it's like a jam session or like a singer sitting in or somebody and you don't have time to really kind of work something out to be cued from the piano. Yeah, right? that's right. And normally, you know, what, what you were just playing is a two, five, three, six yep. tag and they can be extended for long, you know, more numbers of bars for each. They can be compressed into just like two beats each chord. That's right. A lot of different, a lot of flexibility with them. One thing I'll say to listen for if, if you hear a tag start to happen at the end of the tune is that some people, you know, if they do a three, six, some people do the half diminished. Yeah. Which makes sense because you're going back to a minor chord, I guess, but some people don't. Some people just do the straight up. Right. You know, so, so keep your ear open for that. Because if the horn player plays an E flat on that A, yep. you know that it's either a half diminished or, you know, you can turn it into a dominant chord too. That sounds yep. good. Yep. Yeah, good variation. So you got some kind of timing variations on how long and some harmonic variations on, on alterations to the actual chords. And hey, look, as if you're the pianist in the group, you definitely have, I think, some freedom at the yep. end to sort of lead the band in the harmonic direction. What do we all say on here? We're the boss. That's right. If you <laughs> want to start taking it in a bunch of dominant chords, it actually sounds super hip. Yep. Do some chromaticism. Yeah, be careful. We, we might get into one of the. We might go from the seven, <laughs> seven ways to end it to the seven reasons people hate jazz. Ah. <laughs> All right, good. So now uh, let's go to number. Th oh, we're only at number three. Okay. Um, well, we're gonna pick it up now. Yeah, we're gonna pick it up. So this is this is a very simple one, but very effective, especially on ballads. You got to really listen for a good time to put this in. But that's the half step above, kind of with the fermata. Um, yeah, uh, half step above the tonic where you're going, usually with a major, right? Yeah, and I would say this one could actually be used in conjunction with pretty much every other ending yep. on this list. Yep. But this is a very common thing. So if you're, you know, like you said on a ballad, 
especially effective like you did it there with the Lydian sharp 11 kind right. of a sound. That's it's a way to set, up, set that up, that Lydian up actually pretty effectively. Yeah. I think, so. And I think the key is like what you did there is to always be thinking, you're not necessarily moving the melody up, although you could sometimes, yeah. but like ending the melody where it is and then uh, you know, depending on what what note you're at, using the the root is a half step above where you're going, the tonic, but the 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 tonality, the the harmonic um, structure could be based upon what that is. It could be like a sharp nine even, but a major seven is always nice. Yeah, major seven. I, I like the you know if you use this uh, Lydian sound, you can go right in. You know, the bottom note goes down, the top note goes up. It's always a good, good sound for me. Divergent. Divergent. Yeah. Divergent. <laughs> um, okay, number one, two, three, four. We've got, um, okay, this one I really like. I mean, yep. it's like Tommy Flanagan, Hank Jones. I mean, classic. Yeah. Cl classic ending. And this is, I think about it starting on the flat fifth, like the tritone away from where you're ending up. And there's some different timing variations, but why don't you show them how this one sounds? great too because it sets up that kind of break almost like a little mini solo break at the end which is often used with this absolutely i i love this one on ballads too there's some really rich harmonies you can get yeah Ooh, is that legal we're losing <laughs> listeners. Nice. So, yeah, and that one's great, too, for cadenzas. I mean, that's almost like a little mini piano cadenza, but I've heard a lot of good saxophone players play this in their cadenza on a ballad, kind of go through these changes. And you're basically starting at the flat of fifth, and then you're going down a half step, down a half step, down a half step, down a half step, and then you can go down, yeah, exactly. And you can use any kind of tritone substitutions within those half steps. To, to make it like a succession of two fives if you want. Yeah, it's one of my favorites for sure. Um, and that's definitely one of the traditional ones, but that ones that works really well. Yep. Um, oh, then we've got uh, number five. We've got the bassy ending. Oh. And it doesn't get any more typical, but, but, but really, you do this at the right time, this is a cool thing. Yeah, so I mean, the, the very basic one, well, I mean, the very, very basic one, bassy himself would sometimes even just go... Yeah, you know, something yeah, like just that. Single notes. But usually you can get away with something like this. That's three notes. That's you know I'm I'm doing G B flat with an F on top, and then moving the top, the bottom two notes up a half step. Yep. So that you could do it with four notes. My favorite voicing for this is with in the right hand I have F and F and an octave with a yep. D, yep. and then in my left hand I have G and D flat, and I just move that up. That left hand up. Oh, he's, he's giving away the man of secrets up in here. That's a good one, though, right? That is very good. The spacing of it, the resonance, on it, that, that register of the piano is great. Yep. That's, that's what makes it work. Why don't you just show him coming out real quick of, of like a tag ending, how would how you set that up with the break? So normally, I mean, of course, like all these many different ways to do it, but the typical but effective way to do it is like that, where it's like boom, boom, doom, bang, and then you're ending on the four, not like the anticipated four or the one, but on the four. It really sets up that rhythmic 
resolution at a very interesting syncopated place. Syncopation, baby. Yeah, and I think that's what makes, you know, when something is super typical, but it's got a hip little twist on it like that, it can make it, it again, as, as long as you use it at the right time, the right place, yeah. and, and combine it with the right thing, very effective. All right, let's hip it up a little bit. Okay, hip it up. All right, so we got, yeah, we got two more. Let's both see if we can come up with ones that are a little bit, um, a little bit off kilter. I'm thinking of one, let me, I'll demo it here. We're gonna do some incredible, look at that. Now, now he's over. Now Pierre, he's it's like a over. magic yeah. trick, we switch spots. So since we're, we'll stay in F. So this is like when you might come out of a standard and a typical thing, you know. Maybe a tag again. Either whether it's part of the, the tune or not. And then you end it, you go, it's as opposed to, you know, we're doing something nice like that. You go, you actually end it on the one. So you're kind of going through, and I like, I always think about it as, as like, tell me a bedtime story. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it, you know, Herbie with that, um, you're basically going through a bunch of major seven chords that are very unrelated, but have some kind of a um, root movement that's actually melodic. So here, the one I did was, I'm going down a, mi a minor third, and then a major third, and then a major third. So you know, F major, D major, B flat major, G flat. And there's a lot of ways you could be like. It's just about, it's, you just try trial and error, but, but you wanna go to really unrelated sounds. These, this works really good on ballads. This is a really good one for pianists, guitarists, and, and horn players too. They can sit down and get a little bit of piano to try out a number of things because you want to, like, like these, I almost never do the same way. Yeah. But I've got, a, you know, you want to develop a little bit of understanding of what they sound like so that when you go from one to the next, you can be like, whoa, okay, now I know I can go here. Man, I love that one. Yeah. I love that one. All right, we got one more? We got one more. Why don't, you, why don't you give us one of your hip ones? All right. This one, uh, I always like to do... Because it, it can set up a really nice vibe at the end of a tune. Uh, and this is, uh, so if we're... I mean, it's almost a Keith Jarrett thing. At, at the end of those standards records, like at, at the end of those tunes, they always go into this like super funky groove on the yeah. band. I like the, uh, you know, this is my... And a different groove from the tune. Uh, usually a different groove Which from the tune. I, you know, this is like my most basic one. You know, if you're on a 2-5 and F, G minor, C7, you know, usually the melody note is the tonic, right? Yeah. If you go to an E flat sus... Whole step down. Whole step down. Yeah. But you could even take this further and, you know, I've done um, like a B, D flat, yeah. E flat. Yeah, take them somewhere. Take them out the high ridge and back. Come on. You can do A flat. There's really, it's, it's endless. Whatever F works on top of, basically, yeah. you can create a little chord change pattern. These are super fun, especially if you have a regular group and you kind of get a, 
a bag of these together? Yes. You know what I mean? A little, little bag of grooves. I think that's the, the general concept on that is that, I mean, it's kind of making a joke as you were playing, but that's really what it is. It's like the after party. Yep. It's, 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 it's a little bit counterintuitive in that you think the ending needs to relate to the tune and draw it all together. But it's almost like, you know, the plane trip is over, but now you're going into the arrival lounge. You yeah, got a little, right. little special bonus for some of you. And so, again, if it's done at the right point, like the, probably you wouldn't do this at the end of like this long form, complicated arrangement and all that, but like a simple tune where you, you feel like you don't want to end it, but you want to go somewhere different a little bit. Of t- it's, it's like a tag, but not the tag ending. Yeah. It's like an, another little thing. So you've got a different harmonic area that you're still relating to the main area, but a, diff- a different groove entirely, which sets it off nicely. Same tempo, yep. but different groove. Yeah, I think it's great. Well, that's seven. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening. We hope you enjoyed this one. We're thrilled to be back at the piano on this podcast. I know. This is fun. It's been a minute. Yeah, and you guys are hearing this. Uh, well, yesterday's was darn near live. But today yeah. we're a few hours behind. Yeah, yeah. But we are like, you know, the week of whatever this is, June 27th and stuff. So if you're listening to this, although we know this podcast is going to last for years and years to come. Yeah. Eternity, yeah, man. Know. Sure. But we're, we're right with you. And speaking of that, we have a few um, reviews that we've started reading. We're going to kind of highlight one each episode. Oh, do you like reading reviews? I like reading <laughs> reviews. These kind of reviews I like to read. <laughs> um, so we had one from three days ago. And this is from uh, D. Zung, or D. Zung. And I think this might have been one of our listeners that, um, maybe Zoom, maybe not, because it's from Vancouver. Yeah. Maybe we got a lot of listeners up in Vancouver. No, I think this is Zoom. This is Zoom, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, the title of this is, it's five stars, by the way. Did I mention that? But not seven? It's not seven, but I'm looking on here. It looks like he tried to press seven, and there was something broken <laughs> on the system. So it's possible. Um, but he says, uh, my favorite, the title is My Favorite Jazz Podcast of All Time. Thanks, so, thanks for such an educational and entertaining podcast. I've learned lots and laughed along the way. I love how you share your own experiences and opinions. I'd love to hear more musical examples, clips, and or demos of the tunes and concepts you talk about. That would make it come alive even more. Well, look what we're stars. doing today right now. Hello. Yeah, that's right. So that's six stars. So thank you, uh, Zoom from Vancouver. Uh, much love to Canada, north yeah. of the border. That's right. We love you guys. Yeah, so please leave this uh, rating and review. We love uh, getting them, obviously. Yep. <laughs> and then you can go to youllhear.com to suggest uh, future episode subjects. You can just uh, ask us a question. You can ask us a voice question. You can uh, say hi and pop in. And there's a little community there of people who are uh, You'll Hear It fans. So. That's right. That's right. So please join us again tomorrow, and you'll hear it. <laughs>